to Unity Presbyterian Church Online. This week in worship, Pastor Dana continues the Teaching Through Stories series with a look at the parable of the sower. Let's listen. As we celebrate Father's Day today, there is one word that comes to mind, and that word is patience. I'll get Anne to go ahead and pull a picture up on our screen here. As a new parent, I am supremely aware of just how likely this scenario is. A diaper is not a guarantee that an accident won't happen. So patience comes to mind as we celebrate Father's Day. And it comes to mind because it's either something that a father has or it's something that a father will cultivate over his years of parenting. I cannot tell you the multitude of times that my father exercised his patience with me. He was patient with me as I would refuse to pick up after myself. He was patient with me as I pestered my older sibling. He was patient with me as I procrastinated on school projects. He was patient with me as I forged my own way in life, completely disregarding his advice and his wisdom. There are a million ways in which my father exercised patience with me over the years, and I am sure that you all have your own stories and your own instances in which your children or your stepchildren, or your grandchildren tested your patience. Kids are good at testing a person's patience. One of my earliest memories of actually witnessing just how much I was testing my father and stretching his patience was when I was 10 years old. When I was 10 years old, I was obsessed with our family lawnmower. And so this is a a picture here of when I was 10. This picture tells you a couple things. One, it shows you just how goofy of a child I was. And two, it shows you how much I loved this lawnmower. I would stand on a platform behind my father's seat and I would place my hands on his shoulders and I would ride with him the entire time he was cutting the lawn. We had two acres that he had to cut. So we were out there for several hours mowing the lawn together. And every time when we finished, I would say, next time, can I operate the lawnmower? And of course, he would say, no, I was 10 years old. But there came a summer when I wore him down enough, and he finally agreed to let me mow the lawn and be in charge of the mower all by myself. And I had begged and pleaded for quite some time, so I was excited about this, that it was finally coming to fruition. So I jump in the driver's seat and I put my hands on the steering wheel and I'm just soaking in the power and the excitement of this moment. And my father, like a very good father, is giving me the tutorial. And he's telling me, this is what you do in this scenario. Here's the brake, here's the gas, here's the choke. And I, being overly excited, heard nothing. Completely drowned out everything that he was saying to me. So he says, well, did you hear everything? Of course I did. And so he gives me the green light. He says, start the, turn the key, start the engine. And so I turn the key, the engine starts, and I take my foot off the brake. So the machine launches forward. I completely panic. This is where listening to the tutorial would have been beneficial. Um, so it's completely out of control, and I'm headed towards our house. 
So my hands are on the steering wheel, not to steer it, but because I'm just hanging on for dear life. Eventually, it crashes right into our house. It crashed into our house just below the kitchen window. And I look up and I can see my mom in the kitchen window, the mouth hanging open, just completely shocked over what occurred. And then I realize that I have to turn around and see what my dad's reaction is. And so I turn around and I can see him off in the distance and he is surveying the damage that I have just caused to the house and the lawnmower. And I see him angry, perturbed about what has occurred. And then I watch him take a breath and his whole reaction to me changed. The only words that came out of his mouth were, I'm glad you're okay. And this is just one instance in which I tested both of my parents' patience. Just one instance where my father was pushed to the limit. There are many, many more years that I spent testing patience and just making careless mistakes, some big, some small, mostly because I wasn't listening and heeding the advice and the wisdom that was shared with me. But every time, despite the damage that I caused, despite the heartache, the worry, the frustration that I caused along the way, my father continually exercised patience each time. So as we celebrate Father's Day today, patience is one word that comes to mind. It's something that a father either already has or something that they learn to cultivate over their years of parenting. Patience is an attribute that, is, that a parent cultivates as they try to pass on their wisdom and their knowledge to their children. It's acquired as they spend years hoping and praying that their child will make good choices and would finally start to heed their advice hoping and praying that the seeds that they have sown in their life will come to fruition, will take root. Patience comes to mind this Father's Day, not only because it's something that a father cultivates over the years, but because this is a big part of being a Christian. As Christians, we have to be patient with ourselves as we grow and mature in our faith, as we grow and become more and more aware of who God is, we also have to be patient with others as we try to sow seeds in other people's lives, sowing seeds for the kingdom of God. The parable of the sower talks about this. It highlights just how patient we have to be when sowing seeds for the kingdom of God. Mark chapter 4, verses 2 through 8, it says, He taught them many things by parables, and in his teaching said, Listen. A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places, where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly, because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants, so they did not bear grain. Still the other seed fell on good soil. It came up, grew, and produced a crop, some multiplying 30, some 60, some 100 times. This parable of the sower, it highlights how there's some seed that is going to fall on deaf ears. There's seed that's going to fall amongst rocks and thorns, and it's not going to be fruitful and multiply. 
but then there's some seed that's going to fall on good soil, and it will be fruitful and multiply. Ultimately, this parable highlights how you never really know what kind of soil the seed will fall on. You never really know if there will be a harvest to reap. And later on in this parable, Jesus goes on to explain why that is. Why it is that we aren't really sure what kind of soil that our seed is falling on and whether or not there will be a harvest. Verses 26 and 27. He also said, this is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. So Jesus concludes this parable by saying that we don't need to really try and figure out how the seed sprouts and grows. We don't really need to try and figure out what type of soil the seed has fallen on. As Christians, we are to solely focus on getting out there and sowing the seed and leaving the rest up to God. This parable, it always brings to mind the image of a seed spreader. A seed spreader like the one that's up here with me. And as I prepared this sermon for you this morning, I started to realize how much I really love lawn care. Because I love a seed spreader. They are just fun to operate. So with our seed spreader, you pour your seed into this basin. And you just start walking and pushing it. And there's a little wheel underneath the basin. And it starts turning. And it's just launching seed out in all directions. Lots and lots of seed just going everywhere. And you really never know how much seed is going in one particular direction. You never really know which seed is actually going to cause this green lawn to grow and emerge. You just focus on putting as much seed as you possibly can out there and hoping that eventually you'll end up with this lush green lawn. Sowing seeds for the kingdom of God is quite similar to using this seed spreader. We are to simply sow seeds, launching as much seed out into the world as we possibly can, hoping and praying that it will take root. And we can't really control what happens next. We can't really control whether the seed has fallen on deaf ears, whether it has landed amongst rocks and thorns. Jesus reminds us this morning that we are just responsible for sowing the seed and patiently waiting. Patiently waiting for God to show up and take care of the rest. The sower is not responsible for watering the seed or providing adequate sunlight. The sower just simply sows and waits. It's God who then shows up and provides the water to the seed. It's God who provides the sunlight so that the seed can take root and grow and flourish. We are to patiently wait for God to take care of that which has already been sown. This parable as a whole, it emphasizes the hiddenness, the quiet beginnings of the kingdom of God. It underscores the sense in which the sower does not further the kingdom of God by their own force, by their own will, or on their timing. It's all up to God. It's God's will. It's God's force. It's God's timing. The sower just sows, and then he sleeps, and he rises day and night, patiently waiting for the earth to produce of itself. 
patiently waiting as the seed eventually takes root and grows and blooms and emerges from the ground. Which means that God's kingdom only grows through the hidden and mysterious work in the world and in each of us. The only responsibility we have in this kingdom work is to get out there and sow those seeds. Kingdom work is so similar to parenthood, similar in the sense of how raising a child entails sowing seeds and leaving the rest up to God, sowing seeds for years and years and years, letting God's hidden and mysterious work take root in our children. Sowing seeds and letting God handle the rest, hoping and praying that those seeds that we've sown will take root and will emerge in our children. I have a short video that I wanted to show you all this morning, and it depicts this. It's a video to honor our fathers this Father's Day and all the work that they put into raising their children. It depicts how it takes a lot of patience when you're raising your children and how it requires continually sowing seeds as a man of God. I hope 
that highlights the importance of sowing seeds as a parent, sowing seeds at these pivotal moments in your child's life so that they can see Christ's example being taught and lived out, sowing seeds so that God's mercy and compassion and kindness is felt, sowing seeds of forgiveness and unconditional love, and then waiting for these seeds patiently waiting for them to take root and emerge from your child. As a new parent, I have started to see and realize the importance of this, the importance of sowing good seeds. Hadley, my daughter, is very aware of her surroundings these days. Everything Matt and I do, she is constantly watching us. So this is a picture of Hadley. And before we snapped this photo, she was playing in her little walker with all her little puppets that are surrounding her. And of course, they are in her mouth. You can see the drool coming down. That's the stage she's in right now. But as soon as Matt walks into the room, she is no longer worried about the toys in front of her. Her gaze is completely set on Matt. And as he's walking all around the room, she's just following him. Her eyes just following him all around. And so we're noticing how much she's watching us. But furthermore, she's starting to mimic what we're doing. So as new parents, we're realizing just how important it is to set a good example, to mimic Christ in our lives, to mimic Christ in our relationship with one another, so that Hadley grows up seeing this example. Parenthood, fatherhood, it is about continually sowing seeds continually sowing seeds through our words, 
our behaviors, our actions, and most importantly, our reactions to one another. Parenthood is about sowing seeds of kindness and compassion, sowing seeds of mercy and love, even when you're frustrated, even when you're stressed, when you're angry, even when you're sleep-deprived. It's about being forgiving and loving, even when you're overwhelmed. Parenthood entails mirroring Christ at every turn. Fatherhood and, and parenthood is a prime example of what it looks like to be a disciple of Christ and to sow seeds for God's kingdom. Sowing seeds for God's kingdom entails mirroring Christ at every turn. It entails rising above our divisions, rising above anger, frustration, and still attempting to demonstrate Christ's kindness, Christ's compassion, Christ's forgiveness, and unconditional love. It entails sowing seeds and then patiently waiting, waiting for those seeds that we have sown as a disciple to take root. In many instances, it may take years before we actually see those seeds finally emerge and come to life. And in a lot of instances, we might not see those seeds ever come to life. But just like Jesus was pointing out in this parable, all we need to focus on is getting out there and sowing those seeds. We are to leave the rest up to God. As Jesus reminded us this morning, we need not worry about whether the ground is fertile, whether it has fallen on good soil, or whether it's fallen amongst rocks and thorns. We need only focus on trusting in God's hidden and mysterious work in the world and in each of us. As Christ's disciples, may we focus all of our efforts on sowing seeds for the kingdom of God, sowing seeds in our relationships with our children and with our family members, sowing seeds in our relationships with one another, sowing seeds with strangers and all others. Amen. If you would like more information about Unity Presbyterian Church, please visit our website at www.unitypres.org or visit us on Facebook. This is the Unity Presbyterian Church Podcast. Have a great week.